Welcome back to another episode of Seriously, a podcast. So today we're going to be talking about something a little bit different from our usual content. We're going to be talking about the different kinds of vices. And before we get started, we just want to remind you guys that we have an Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Everything is in our link tree in our Instagram bio at Seriously Official. So go check it out. And if you guys want to help us out, we also have a Ko-fi. So like, yeah, it's only $2. So if you want to help us out and donate, please, please. Okay, so I'm Simran. I'm Liz. I'm Rain. Yeah, okay, and let's get started. So guys, what are some vices? Smoking? Yeah. Smoking, alcohol. I don't know. Drugs. Yeah. Sex. Is that a vice? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Like, you know how like the seven daily scenes, that kind of stuff. Seven deadly scenes, yeah. right? I, I would say sex is a vice. Sex before marriage specifically. I guess. Okay, so, um, shall we start with alcohol? Sure, let's start with alcohol. Okay, so, like, um, for me, and I think for Liz also, like, I think we both, because we, like, club and drink a lot last time, you know, and, like, COVID wasn't a thing. And then, like, I had a couple of quite, like, innocent friends that kind of made me feel bad about it, actually. They were, like, judging me because I was, I just wanted to, like, let loose and have fun. And I didn't understand what was so wrong about it. Because the thing is, like, I wasn't addicted. Like, I wasn't, like, relying on alcohol to make me feel alive or to make me feel happy. And it was, like, more of, like, you know, when you have a very busy school week and then you just want to relax and unwind on the weekend and just, like, celebrate. Or, like, you know, ladies' night when, like... When it's free. There's, like, free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, I just didn't understand, like, what was so bad about clubbing and... And drinking in moderation. Mm. And like, even for my mom, like, she would be very, like, judgy, I guess. I think judgy is the right word when, like, she first found out. And, like, she was, she would say that it's, like, a very sleazy thing and, like, it's not going to be good for me. But I didn't understand how the two are linked because if I can still do well in school and if I'm still a good person to other people and I still have, like, my morals, then I don't understand why me wanting to unwind on a weekend necessarily makes me a bad person and how like this is really like a a vice la because vice is like a very strong word it's like a very negative it's like such word. a negative connotation i feel the word vice yeah so liz what are your experiences with, with people alcohol. judging you for drinking um i mean i feel like to an extent i have scarred certain people when i go clubbing i'm speaking directly to somebody on this call uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we will yeah. not be talking story, about man. what happened. No, we're talking about it. But I think uh, she knows I party hard when I party. <laughs> but, um. Fakes. I mean, okay, personally, I do come from a relatively. Uh, I use the word conservative loosely, but I'd say that my mom is very conservative, la. And I also realized that to an extent, people are never going to agree with what everything you do, and you have to respect that. And because she's my mom, I just kind of like, you know, I don't, you know, she, when she used to give me an allowance, I would basically fund whatever I needed to do. Like, you know, like if I wanted to go drink, if I wanted to go club, that was the money I had, you know, like somehow found a way to get. It's like my own money. La. It's not her money. So it's like, I, I feel like even though it's a really, really small thing, it's like that small overlap for me. And my my, my mom is very special. La. Like I drink like once in a blue moon and she calls me a drunkard it's, it's great she, she calls me a lush so uh, for those who don't know 
uh, Alash is somebody who drinks and parties a lot. And she, if I like go out of my room and I like take a bottle into my room and it's been like a month and we're in lockdown and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to drink on a call with my friend. And she'll be like, what are you, a lush? You're such a lush now, Liz. And I'm oh like, it's, it's, it's like my drinks have been there since my birthday. Translation for like Singaporean terms would be like, like alcoholic. What, party go, right? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think generationally, I mean, I'm surrounded by obviously the f- friends I, I deal with, like the friends I hang out with all have very similar lifestyles to me. Like we're not crazy about alcohol and drinking, but we also like like doing it. So it's not that bad to us. To be honest, right? Like, you know how for clubbing also, like there's a certain way Mm-mm-mm. some girls dress. Like, I mean, Liz, you mentioned before, like, like your mom very unhappy if like you wear certain clothes out of the house. Yeah. Right. And it's the same for me, like, like when I like, show my teeth, right? She makes me feel like I'm like a whore, basically. Yeah. Like just to put it out there candidly, it sucks. Like honestly it sucks when like I wanna like dress up in a way that I feel comfortable with and I feel confident about myself, but like my parents just don't see it the same way and I just feel like why are you making me feel like shit when I'm not doing anything wrong? Like I don't see any harm in yeah. me showing my tits. I understand it from a safety perspective if you don't want me to get groped or like whatever. But also like I think there's a fine line in making your daughter feel like shit and like looking out for her. You know what I mean? No, I definitely I definitely get that. I mean like to anyone that ever wonders why I always wear like a shirt over all my crop tops. It's because of my mom. <laughs> it's just because of my mom. I think I come at this episode from like a very different standpoint from the both of you. Because um, I personally never been to a club. Uh, I've never gotten drunk. And if I drink alcohol, it's like super, super little. Because I personally know that my alcohol tolerance level is also very low. And um, yeah, I mean, I've never smoked. I'm just, you know, nothing. There's nothing there. So, uh, a lot of the things that I'm thinking about, right, does come from a very safety point of view. And, like, just... I wouldn't... I don't think I would do any of these things. I would like to try, but at the same time, I don't think it's my scene. Like, clubbing, it's definitely not. I'd say you're not missing out that much, mostly because you've never experienced it. So there's, like, nothing really that... there's nothing that you can really compare it to that you can, like, quote-unquote, miss. You get you get what mm. I mean? Yeah, I mean, as long as you don't judge. Yeah, the only thing that came close was, <laughs> like, an office uh, party that they rented out about it. And even then, like, when they were, like, strobe lights and stuff, I was like, oh my god, I'm having a fucking stroke. Like, I physically cannot look at the lights because I'm getting dizzy. Just felt like I was having an epileptic fit. You know why? That's why I suggested Rain to go spin because I'm like, just like clubbing without the vices. And it's exercise. It's like good. It's good for you. <laughs> it's good clubbing. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't think that people who do all these yeah. things are bad. I just um feel like safety is a huge concern for me because when there's alcohol involved, when there's all these like things involved, there's a reason that a lot of um stabbing incidents, be it in Singapore or uh, overseas happen near these areas because people are intoxicated they are not thinking yeah. straight no she's I mean you're right la, like, I've heard crazy stories I think that's why I like mentioned in the style so there's a fine line between like moderate drinking and like extreme alcoholism because sometimes when you have no control you like bleh, you die. I personally feel like it's only really considered like a vice when you let it like rule your life and like kind of like 
it affects how you treat others around you. Like, be it your friends, your family, or, or even strangers. Like, those people in the streets that, like, start screaming at you or, like, try to fight you. I, I think that's when it becomes a vice. Is when it turns you into something like that. Where you're not really in control of your own actions. Actually, that's quite interesting. Because, okay, so we talked about alcohol and, like, a little bit of clubbing, right? But then what about um smoking? Because smoking, for some people... I would say like a small handful of smokers are uh, social smokers. So they only smoke in social situations. But a lot of smokers are also like heavy smokers. Like it has become an addiction in which they cannot live without. So what are your thoughts? I think what I said before about it ruling your life still kind of translates a bit into this. Obviously not as much because smoking doesn't like... It's not like alcohol where it like completely clouds your judgment lah. But I, I do think that if you ask a lot of people, they will tell you that smoking has affected their lives because of family. So, you know, like, they have parents that smoke and the house is, you know, it smells a certain way. And there's nothing wrong with it if you're okay with it and you're, you know, you're, like, fine with it. Because I think I personally don't like smoke, like, the smell of it. That, but that's obviously a personal opinion and everybody will feel very differently from about that. So I feel like advice like smoking, I think, I honestly think the biggest problem with smoking is just it's expensive. And it has the ability to harm you in the future. But I think if you're okay yeah, with like that, health risks. then like, it's it's like drinking lah. Like you drink too much, you get liver failure. You smoke too much, you're gonna get like something else lah. Like, no, but I feel like smoking has a different, like the reason why it's bad, like to me, I view it in a like pretty negative light because you are not only affecting yourself, but if you are smoking in a house, if you have a family, the second oh, yeah. smoke. Secondhand smoke is worse than normal smoke, la. And yeah. Yeah, and you're affecting like the lives of other people. It's not just you drink alcohol and it's your own body. Mm. I think okay. I think I agree with what Liz said earlier because I've actually know a lot of people who smoke. I didn't used to. It's a very long story. Basically, I grew up in like very conservative, sheltered, good school. Like I was from a very very good school. So I was only exposed to like having more smoker friends when I started working part-time jobs and like poly that I was more exposed to these people and at first I had like judgment about them because my mom put like these thoughts in my head to say like they're bad people and they're doing bad things and you don't care about their health and you're just gonna squander their life away blah 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 like don't get peer pressure to smoke but the thing is when I actually like made friends with some of them I realized that Sometimes it's very sad how they got started. It's because, like, maybe their dad smokes and they were too young or, like, nobody taught them better and, like, like you know, they got peer pressured young and then it's really, really hard to quit. It's really hard to quit. I think one thing that we need to acknowledge that some people really want to quit but it's really difficult to quit smoking is, like, you get addicted to it and, like, even though, like, there's nicotine patches and everything, I have friends who, like, have to try to transition to, like, vape or, like, it's really difficult. And then their body actually reacts really badly. Like, they get, like, cold sweats and withdrawal. Yeah, I mean, it's Because they are, like, la. so used to it. Yeah. It's, it's, I feel bad for them now. Because I know that it's so expensive also and, like, all that stuff. But I think some people, they really know. But it's just that it's too difficult. Because I, I have one friend who told me that it's, like, a stress relief. I do feel bad for them. But I don't judge them. I've never smoked before, personally. Because I just don't like the smell. Even though, like, when people smoke, I get secondhand smoke, so I'm like dying lah, I know. But I never smoked before, and like, I used to say that I would never date a smoker. I don't know how true that is. 
But I've never dated a I smoker. Have, I don't know if you guys are the same. I, I've dated yeah. a smoker. Please. Honestly, how is it like? Okay, uh, I know people who are like, they will never do it again because it's like really bad because you can always smell like the breath of it. But I think to an extent, I was lucky. My ex was like not an avid smoker. Like he was like, he, he did smoke. Like it wasn't just social smoking. He would smoke at home too. And like, he would like, I think he knew that I didn't like it. Or I wasn't a fan of it. So he actually... I don't I don't think I noticed it at the time, but now that I'm looking back on it, I have a feeling that he actually did try not to smoke around me lah. Which I, I do genuinely appreciate. Because I remember one time I came out of the bathroom and then I was like, why is this house smell of like like burning? And then like I looked to the right to his bedroom and his window is like wide ass open and he's just standing there like Liz, you know, like, I'm smoking. No. You know, like, I'm so sorry. Like, like, you know, and it just do be like that sometimes. But I, okay, personally, I feel like I would, I would date a smoker if they were a social smoker. Or like, they weren't like, you know, smoking like every other hour of the day. That's just, it's just a personal thing. It's not like a, I don't like you because you smoke. I just don't like the smoke because it's gonna be on your breath. I, I see it from a health perspective also because of the second hand smoke thing. And also their health lah. I've actually had a lot of friends tell me like not to start because like now they smoke not because they like it but because of like the small high that it brings them. It's like it doesn't taste good. It's just yeah. the... It's just that, that good feeling that you get from it. And then they, they're like it's just like if you don't need it now then you shouldn't you shouldn't like get yourself started because it's hard lah. The thing is, the thing, yeah, the thing is, like, a lot of people start smoking and they start their addiction yeah. through social smoking. So, personally, I don't think that, I feel like if I started dating a smoker, I would make that person quit. Because I really don't want to. Like, it's a super huge deal breaker for me. But I think something that I picked up from, like, Liz's, like, what Liz said just now, right, was that, um, again, I don't think that smokers are bad people. Yeah, but I think that, like, be it a partner or your friends, I mean, they should respect you enough like, yeah, to yeah. go away and smoke somewhere else and like not pressure you into it. Like, oh, you know, try no, one. Yeah, like, don't. For sure. If they already know your point of view on it. I mean, like, me and Sim, like, we drink, so I'm, I'm sure you also have had like that kind of situation where your like, quote-unquote friends have offered you a stick multiple times when you're out drinking and like clubbing and stuff. Because that's just like the mm. culture. Actually, no way. It's only it's only new people that I meet that will ask me. But my friends, right? I think because I'm a very, I mean, y'all know me damn well, lah. I'm a very hot, hot headed person. So I think when I say no ones, then they like don't wanna like upset me. But new people do do that. You're right. So it does happen. I, yeah, my friends don't do it, but I actually do have like my good friends don't do it. But like, I have actually met people and I've told them I don't smoke and I don't really want to, but. You know, there's always that temptation to try like once, lah, right? Have you tried? No, I haven't tried a cigarette. I've I've held myself back. It's it's been a it's been a it's been a road, and I've like I've opened up about that. Like, I've said like I wanted to try, but like I'm just I don't really think it's worth it in case I start getting addicted. I'm just really scared of getting addicted no, to it. Yeah. And all of my really good friends will be like, yeah, don't don't do it, don't do this, don't like you don't don't even try. I'm not gonna offer you one. Like if you even ask me for one, you're not gonna fucking get it from me. But I have these kind of other people in my life where I'll tell them I don't smoke. And then, like, they'll keep constantly, like, trying to offer me a cigarette. No, and it's, as I get more and more drunk, so it's like, I feel like they're trying to wait for me to get to a point where I'll say yes. Yeah. 
Nah, that, that sucks, dude. Honestly, yeah, that sucks. And like for, okay, for our young listeners, right? I mean, the truth is that sometimes you want to fit in and you it, it looks glamorous, right? But the thing is, like, they put those images on the box for a reason lah. And like, they teach you, like, you know, in science class, they teach you like the stuff that's in the thing. And the thing is that, like, people who smoke, they're not necessarily bad people unless, like, you know, people who always pressure you and don't respect your boundaries. But the thing is, like, you know, sometimes they get into it and they're trying really hard to stop or, like, they don't, they, they don't want to because, like, they are, they want to feel the high or whatever. But if you haven't started, just really think through it, lah. I think that's the best advice we can give you. Just think through it and, like, try your best to do it on your own terms instead of being pressured 100% on your own terms. Okay, so with that, I think something else that's very controversial and illegal <laughs> in Singapore is drugs. It's a very teenage thing. So Euphoria um, vibes. What are you guys' thoughts about it? I mean, I've always heard like, um, I think it's quite common in police. Like, it's not even a surprise to mention that like you always hear things floating around about how like there are certain rooms or like certain people who, who are dealers, but you are never really sure. And... I would never try anything or go near anything related to that. And I don't think I would date someone who is purely because I cannot, I don't feel like, okay, for someone who has a drug addiction, I don't feel like they would be able to provide, just looking long term, they won't be able to provide a stable family environment. Technically, that's, especially in Singapore, I guess, it comes with the context is if you get caught, the fact is you'll be in prison. La, you do right? come out So of like prison. that's a bit... Yeah, la, yeah. But like for like the sentence, you can you can go to prison. La, and I guess that... I guess it kind of makes sense what Rene is saying that, you know, if like, let's say your partner is in prison, then your family will kind of be suffering also. In a sense. So I kind of get that perspective. Yeah, and I don't want to always like... I don't want to always be thinking, uh, yeah, he's going to run the risk of ruining... Or like breaking up our family because of I it. Think that's yeah, I, I get that. I don't want to ever have that concern. I've met people who have been a part of that lifestyle like in the past. La. So like, I... Their stories are all very interesting, for the record. Like, if you ever meet somebody, you just ask them for their story. They all got story one. I really think it depends on what kind. Like, see, you know, in Amsterdam, like, weed is like very legal. And very like, US accepted so. in the states as well so i feel like for stuff like that it would really because we've never grown up with the culture you know unlike smoking where we we know people and we've seen what it does and all that kind of stuff i feel like i would really have to see what it what happens when you take it and the kind of people that do it before i can make a judgment on whether or not i would ever like date or like wh- whether or not i would even partake in it i think it really really depends on just you kind of have to, like, observe a bit before you make any any kind of, like, judgments on these kind of stuff, lah. Yeah, I mean, like, not to say that I have never, ever been, like, interested or fascinated by the thought, you know, because it does look like a cool one-off experience. Like, to to be able to experience, um, I don't know, I, I don't know, hallucinations, I, I don't know what they experience, hi, la, hi. but... Like, I have no idea. Depends on the drug, I guess. D- different drugs have different side effects. But also, like, it comes with withdrawal. I think to experience it once, that would... That is definitely... Uh, that's something I've thought about before. But I know that I would never get addicted. 
but you know there's always that oh I want to try it once yeah no I I and never again that. that kind of feeling not to say that I'm a completely good person or that I've never had these thoughts no no I I actually kind of respect you for like for your candor because it's the truth lah I mean as teenagers were like exposed to so many things on the media right and then like also stories and stuff and like sometimes it's glorified for sure especially like weed lah I guess mm. because like you know it's legalized in like other countries like the states and Amsterdam right like Liz mentioned and then also like on TV shows like they don't really show like okay for because there's a difference between addiction and recreation right so like for those recreation one they only show like the mm. good parts of it because those people aren't addicted to it so it looks like a good time then I think that that's a fine line law mm-hmm. because for me those shows that I watch or like you know those stocks in school that last time the police will come it scares the shit out of me lah because they will show you images of like how they look like after years of drug abuse and it kind of scares the shit out of me because you can see how like okay I have an example you know the guy from Home Away like the actor I still have this image fresh in my mind about how they showed us how he looked like and I was damn scared because he looked very very scary to me like he looked like a zombie and then like that scared the shit out of me because like you can see lah that sometimes you know these things because like it brings you a high sometimes people when they start they cannot stop and I think that scares me that addiction and that abuse versus like that one time recreational the legality of it matters also lah because you know I, I also want to like think whether is it is it really worth it to go to jail for this and that kind of stuff but again I don't think that I think it's very circumstantial and I think to like judge a person's character based on their habits is really like a fine line because sometimes people get peer pressured into it and they don't know how to stop and I think Euphoria is a very good show for people who are interested because Zendaya's character she's a good person but she's addicted to drugs so I think that show like really portrays it really well how like some people are victims in this situation and how like drugs, it can be tempting but also very scary lah. So no, I think I think I guess going back a bit to the like parent like statement, you know how like our parents affect how we think about these things and stuff. So like kind of similar to how like you got them scared by like the police, right? You know how like we're planning on going overseas and stuff, and we're gonna be like alone lah. So my mom is always like, you know, make sure you don't like hang out with the wrong crowd ah. Like I, what the fuck does the wrong crowd mean lah? But. Um, and she's always like, you know, don't try anything, don't try this, don't try that. And like, she makes it sound like it's some like, you know, life-changing devastation of doom. Like when it comes to like... No, the thing is, I, I will understand I, though. Yeah, I I understand like, her concern lah. Um, like the wrong kind of crowd would just be basically people who potentially could yeah. bring danger to you. Especially when it's not your fault. Like my my parents, I think like their concern is that... Um, sometimes they know that I'm smart, like it's not smart, just logical enough not to do these things. But they are scared that the people I hang out with would put me in danger instead, even though I'm not the one who did anything. So that is the concern of parents when it comes to all these issues because you're also there alone. They're not able to look after you they're not like one phone call away they are like fucking hours away and it will take a whole plane flight to come over if anything happened no i definitely i definitely agree with that but i feel like to an extent it's like i think parents are very like stuck in their ways sometimes like they have perspectives of like 
drinking and smoking. I'm just going to obviously use the two like very legal ones. Uh. Like they have these images of what they are and they, they will never change how they view it. No matter how, you know, maybe scientific research has, has like changed how it's viewed or the fact that, okay, if we want to talk about weed that's legal in the States, they'll never see it as a good thing because they're like, but it's a bad thing. It's illegal. We don't care what the new like law state. We don't care what this state's so it's very, I feel like to an extent, they need to start respecting the fact that we are, we're growing adults and we do have to make some decisions for ourselves. Like, and also the world is evolving. Yeah, I mean, there's medicinal marijuana also. So like, I mean, again, it's about, I guess you have to also have your own judgment. Because yeah. sometimes some things might not be as harmful, but also depends. Like, it is really circumstantial, I feel. Like we can't even come close to analysing it. Because it's very... Yeah, it's a very difficult thing to analyse, I guess. But, yeah. Okay, so, moving on to something else that's a bit... It's improving in Singapore, but it's still something that's a bit taboo in a sense because like, we're not honest with our parents about it. But I guess it's about, like, sex before marriage. So, like, that's something that we discussed in, like, a lot of episodes, right? That... I don't think a lot of kids actually open up to their parents about it if they are doing it because they feel scared for their parents to judge them, make them feel like they are a bad person. And it's something I can relate to personally because like, you kind of will know your parents' mindsets towards some things based on like either subtext or like, you know, some stuff that they say in passing. Like, for example... I think the most common one... The most common one is, um, for me, the most common one was like how I got to know their their um perspective on it from a very very young age was if you go to party, if you drink too much alcohol, and if you have sex before marriage, you're going to wind up pregnant and you're going to ruin your life. Yeah, typical one or like STD talks. Yeah, like you're gonna get like HIV and die. Okay, my mom just tells me that I don't respect myself. Oh no, I've heard that too. I've heard okay, like last time right. Oh my god, this is so controversial because of like the whole KTV thing that's happening. But yeah, like, I mean, there's a stigma around the whole, like, you know, that whole industry. La. But the thing is, for me, I feel like it's, uh, it's really difficult. La. It's really difficult because I don't want to feel like just because I disagree with my parents, right, that I'm wrong or I'm a bad person. Because I don't think it correlates at all to like my character. Like, just because I have a different mindset on this doesn't mean I'm a, like, a shitty person and I don't respect myself. Or I don't do this, don't do that. Maybe I'm just more open-minded and we just have different opinions. Like, why can't I just be as simple as that? And, like, if I know how to protect myself, and if I know how to, like, you know, I understand consent and this and that, then I don't understand what's the big deal. And I don't understand why I have to lie and hide and feel guilty over something that's very natural. You know, I, I mean, we need to make, make it clear also la, that, you know, legal age of consent in Singapore is 16. But yeah, la, I mean, after 16, whatever you decide to do with your own body, I feel like it's a bit harsh sometimes to deal with like Asian parents and their judgments because like it can make you feel like the choices they are making is like wrong and that you are disappointing them, which I don't want to feel because why should I feel that way about Wanting to, you know, be happy and explore my body and myself. 
also speaking about the legal the age of consent right um just on that note uh by the way um the legal age for smoking is not 20 anymore yeah, it's, it's 21 it's not. and alcohol is 18 yeah I think smoking used to be 18 or so, but they changed it in 2020. They changed it in 2019, 2020, and 2021. It's going to stop at the age of 21, so the legal age from now on for smoking will be 21. Yeah. So, Liz, what are your thoughts about, like, premarital sex? Do whatever you want in your own time. Um, obviously, after um, the age of 16, because, you know, don't, don't, don't be that person. Uh, and... Don't let yourself get pressured into anything. And also don't let anyone make you feel a certain way about yourself for doing something or not doing something, you know? Like, no one should pressure you either way. I think that's really well said. And I think the last thing that we wanted to, like, discuss is something, again, very controversial in Singapore. I've seen it firsthand. Tattoos and piercings. Especially like, you know, there's the there's the alien abing stigma la, like you know, the koi, the snake and like I don't know la. I mean yeah. when I was growing up like I, I would hear those comments la or like you know sometimes when like I just say in passing like maybe one day I'll get a tattoo, then there'll be like stares from the relatives or like whatever. It's just yeah, it's something that I grew up hearing. Even though personally for me I don't see anything wrong with it. I have like nine piercings on my ears. I don't have tattoos yet. Oh my god, you have nine on your yeah, ears? Yeah, I have... I didn't know that. So four many. on the lobe. Is this a lobe? And then one helix. And then four on the other side on the lobe. So I have nine piercings in total. Oh, how do you fit four on a lobe? Yeah, so I have four straight up in one row. And then one helix. Wow. So in total, there's like nine. And like... I don't see how it makes me a bad person just because I have nine piercings. Like, if I ever want a belly piercing or a nose piercing, it's just a piercing to me. Why you guys just take on Honestly, it? like, I think I think it's very similar for me, lah. Because, like, I'll, like... You know, Harry Styles is, like, completely, like, tattered up. And, like, I used to be very into him. And, like, I'd, like, show my mom, like, photos. Or even, like, if he got a new song, then I'd be like, eh, this new song from him. Then my mom would be like, why is there so much dirt on his arms? Like, it's not seen as a positive... Or, like, it's not seen as, like, an art. It's, like, why is it so dirty looking? Like, why is there, like, you know, you can never... And then she'll follow that up with, like, don't you ever do this to yourself. You know, you can never undo it. You can't, like, change what you're gonna do. But, like, for starters, I'm not gonna do it, lah. Because, like, needles, pain, not a me thing. But, like, the fact that she feels the need to, like, hammer that home kind of bothers me. Because it's, like, shouldn't you trust me? you know, enough, and, like, let me, let me, I mean, it's the same with, like, the, I guess, the other thing, like, it's, like, let me make my life decisions, you know, <laughs> like, a tattoo's not gonna kill me. I think, like, uh, just for the record, right, like, tattoos are removable, they're hard to remove, but removable still by laser, so if you want to remove something, you can, just that it's expensive. It's difficult, la. it doesn't always come off, like, it won't, it will never be the same, la. I think, I think that's something that you should note, la. when you do ta- get a tattoo, and you want to remove it, it's not going to be like what it was before you got it tattooed. La. For me, the reason that like, I don't think I would want my... At the end of the day, I know that I cannot make life choices for someone. But um, at the same time, precisely because of... The, there is still stigma surrounding it, and I don't want my partner to be viewed that way. I don't want 
like him to walk into a job interview or anything like that and then be straight away judged for it and I think uh also just a personal opinion like you know Liz when you mentioned Harry Styles and then about him when he was much younger he didn't have so many tattoos and like I think I prefer that look to me it's just a personal preference that I prefer that rather than um someone who is uh yeah there's nothing wrong with that I feel and like the concern that comes up I think also is that sometimes tattoos may not look um classy I guess like you know the when you walk into the streets right and like you I think when I was younger like there were there would be a lot of people with like dragons snakes and like to me there was definitely a certain stigma surrounding those people you know when you see them with those tattoos you straight away think like um Gang. a being or alien and I think it's that yeah, yeah yeah and I think that it's a very uh we've been brought up with those ideas sometimes when you see because it's also quite it's a stigma that's also portrayed in the media when in Singaporean shows especially when they show gangsters it's always like people with fully tattered up bodies right yeah so I don't ever want anyone to have that perspective or to judge anyone I care about like that Everyone has their own personal preference lah. Like, whoever want to get tattered is your body, your choice. But yeah lah, I mean, stigma is not something that can change overnight. I think it's improving. It is getting better. It's definitely getting better. Yeah, like, Western culture is more open to it. And we are, like, also a bit influenced more and more each day with Western cultures. And, like, I mean, think about it lah. Like, maybe 10 years ago, even dyeing your hair might not no, be like, as normalised. Like, normalized. Dyeing your hair was like seen as like, you have to be like, are you an alien? Are you in a gang? Yeah, that exactly. Sort of stuff. It's, it's very, very different now. It's super different. Like, I dyed my hair blonde two years ago and nobody gave a shit. I like, have nobody blue cares. Hair. Like, I still got an internship. I still did well. My hair colour does not like, represent my character or personality or like, how hardworking or responsible I am. And I guess it's the same with tattoos and piercings. So it's a pres- it's a personal it preference. Is. I guess to sum up everything, right? Everything that we're saying is it's a very touchy topic in a sense that it's very like circumstantial. And also like there's a fine line between recreation and addiction, which we mentioned. And also legality. And I think at the end of the day, I think the best advice that we can give you guys based on like these things is to make your own choices on your own terms and like be well informed about the decisions that you make because it's very common to get influenced or to you know want to try something because it looks it's overly glorified but i think if you do it on your own terms and if you're responsible then those things doesn't really link to your character and i guess that's why we wanted to do this episode in the first place because we wanted to voice our own opinions about how sometimes these judgments are unfair that just because people do these things or look a certain way does not really reflect their character at all and if you want to get to know a person you really cannot judge them based on these things like you really need to know them and see it as a case-by-case basis instead of lumping everybody and stereotyping everybody because it's just it's kind of old-fashioned lah and i think we all hope that the world will be more inclusive and less judgmental as it is already being like, like every everything is progressing bit by bit as the years go by. 
So yeah, just stay safe. And if you want us to talk about any more other stuff or if you have any feedback or stories or whatever, just DM us on our Instagram at Seriously Official. And thank you for listening to this episode. Hope you have a good week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>